0: Welcome to King's River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. This episode features the first chapter of Death Over Easy by Maddie Day, also known as Edith Maxwell. It's read by local actor Julia Reimer. Death Over Easy was published by Kensington in July of 2018.
1: The Country Store Mysteries by Maddie Day features Robbie Jordan and Pans and Pancakes, her country store restaurant in fictional Southlick, Indiana. Nursing a broken heart, Robbie pays a visit to her aunt Adele and falls in love with the small town of Southlick nestled in the rolling hills of Brown County. When she spots a for sale sign on a rundown country store, she decides to snap it up and put her skills as a chef and a carpenter to use. Her breakfast and lunch restaurant in the country store where she sells vintage cookware becomes a village watering hole, and a locale for solving murders, too. Death Over Easy by Maddie Day Chapter One A crow scratched out a call from a tall black maple at the edge of the music festival seating area. A shiver rippled through me, but I shook it off. I don't believe in bad omens. The bluegrass group on stage had finished with a flourish and a bow. The applause diminished and the buzz of voices increased as the musicians packed up their instruments and left the stage. I smiled at Roberto and Maria Fracasso seated in camp chairs next to me. My father and his wife were visiting from Italy, and what was a more American event to immerse them in than the Brown County Bluegrass Festival, especially since Roberto had confided in me that he'd grown to love the twangy, energetic genre when he'd been a visiting graduate student here all those years before. "'Abe is up next!' I pointed to the stage with a giant American flag as backdrop. Above it stretched a big banner reading, "'Back home again in Indiana.'" My boyfriend Abe had just appeared, banjo case in hand. My guests had met him last night at the dinner I'd thrown for them, my aunt, and her beau. Everyone had gotten along great. Actually, Roberto knew Abe from when he'd lived with the O'Neill family almost thirty years ago. But Abe had been so young, he barely remembered the man who had been the Italian graduate student in town on a research grant. "'Roberta—no, I should call you Robbie,' Roberto began. "'Either is fine.' Roberto was my given name, after all, even though I hadn't known I was named for him until recently. "'Well, I am very happy.' My father reached for my hand and squeezed it with his firm, smooth grip. The weather, the music, but most of all to be with you. Justo, Maria? She simply nodded and smiled. Even though Maria's English was about as bad as my Italian, the universal language of smiles went a long way. I was happy, too, getting to spend time with a father I never knew I had before last fall. And he was right about the weather. It was perfect. Early June, warm but not too hot, not yet buggy, with daylight lasting well into the evening. As crowded as the Bill Monroe Music Park grounds here in southern Indiana were, it was a good thing daytime highs weren't any warmer than the low 80s. A petite woman in her 50s paused next to me at the end of the row of chairs. She wore a yellow festival visor on her cap of bottle-blonde hair, clipboard in hand, cell phone at the ready, and a holster on her belt. "'She looked like she was in charge. "'I glanced at her face and recognized Sue Barry, "'a local woman who often came with her husband "'to my country-store restaurant for breakfast. "'Hey, Sue,' I said. "'Are you working here?' "'She looked startled, then smiled down at me. "'I am running the whole shebang this year, Robbie, "'if you can believe it. "'Could have knocked me dead with a flyswatter "'when they upped and asked.' "'Her laugh was a peal of melodic notes "'that made you want to laugh right along.' "'Somebody clearly made the right choice,' I replied. "'Everything seems to be running smoothly. "'I got a lot of helpers, but, yeah, we're better organized than a marching band in the Super Bowl.' "'I introduced her to my father and Maria, and Sue leaned over to shake their hands. "'I don't talk no Italian,' she said. "'But you folks are surely welcome to our festival. "'Imagine you came all the way from Europe to hear some of our hillbilly music.' Maria looked completely lost at Sue's local twang, and Roberto frowned. "What is hillbilly?" he asked. "Hillbilly means the traditional music of the people from around here, from Appalachia, from Kentucky and Tennessee," I said to the accompaniment of Sue's nod. "It's also called bluegrass, folk, or old-timey music." My aunt Adele, who had lived her whole life a few miles from here, also used the term hillbilly music. Ah, I see, Roberto's frown slid away. The amplified sound of instruments tuning up brought my attention to the stage. A fiddler with his hair and a knot on top of his head played a riff, then stopped to adjust the tuning. Pia Bianchi, a lanky woman with spiky red hair, a short denim skirt, and turquoise cowboy boots, plucked a banjo and turned the tuning pegs. She's got the nerve, Sue muttered under her breath. "'Pia does?' I asked. "'Pia and I had both joined a puzzle group a month ago, "'and so far she'd proved a little testy. "'Nothing major, but not a winner of the Miss Congeniality crown, either. "'I didn't know she played bluegrass, though, or I would have told Abe. "'Unnecessarily, as it appeared. "'The very same,' Sue gestured with her chin. "'Pia Bianchi. We used to be friends. "'Now she owes me a boatload of money and she ain't paying it back like she promised.' "'I can't believe she's rubbing my nose in it being on stage like she is.' "'Roberta gazed at Sue. "'Did you say Pia Bianchi?' "'In the flesh,' Sue answered. "'I know a Bianchi family back home. "'Their daughter Pia went to the States for college twenty years ago and never came home.' "'He squinted at the stage. "'I didn't see her since she was a girl, though. "'I don't know if this woman is the Pia from my town or not.' Maria tugged at his sleeve, and an interchange in rapid Italian followed. He faced Sue and me again. "'My wife, she says this is the same Pia. She knows her twin sister, her, a uh, Robbie, how do you say... perfect copy twin?' "'Identical?' "'Si, si, si, that is it. Maria says the twin uh, looks like the one on the stage.' Sue snorted. Well. I'd like to take and drag her sorry butt off that there stage and make her pay up. That's what I'd like to do. I had never seen this side of Sue. Previously, she'd always been a congenial diner in my restaurant, or a grieving mother when one of her daughters had been murdered. Her annoyance with Pia was borderline angry. On stage, Abe stood facing Pia, both with banjos slung across their chests. Abe's fists were on his waist. Well, she held her instrument close to her body. No, we aren't going to do that number, Abe said. His ire clearly amplified. I wrote it, and I want to play it, Pia's voice, also loud and clear, sounded defiant. Did she know their mics were live? We have six people in this group. You agreed to be a part of it. It's not a solo act. What do I have to do to get you to understand? His voice rose. "'Abe and I had been a steady twosome since last winter, "'and I well knew it took a lot to push the normally easygoing, "'genial, caring man to the point of that kind of annoyance, "'so much that it almost never happened. "'Are you threatening me?' Pia asked. "'Of course not.' "'He turned away with a frustrated move, "'then twisted back to look at her. "'Hey, hang on, dude.' "'The fiddler stepped forward and touched Abe's elbow.' I know Pia's song, man. It's totally good. She's got talent, man. Abe shook his head. No, we're sticking with the plan. Oh, for pity's sake. Sue rushed toward the sound booth, a raised platform at the back of the audience area. A young man dressed in black hurried across the stage toward Abe and Pia. Come on, Abe urged Pia and the fiddler. It's time to start. We have the playlist we agreed on stagehand faced the sound booth and made a slicing motion across his throat. I could see the worry on his face. Fine, have it your way, Pia said. But don't think I won't remember this. I can't be held responsible if something happens to... The amplification went dead.
0: This reading of Death Over Easy was produced by Kings River Life and directed by Lori Lewis Ham. This book is part of the Country Store Mystery series, and it's available for purchase. You can learn more about Maddie Day on her website, edithmaxwell.com. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Membley. Check out Kings River Life Magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com. We'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast. Make sure that you don't miss a single episode and follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL at Kings River Life. If you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it as this helps make us easier to find. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery.